Pendant Audio presents William Shakespeare's Troilus and Cressida, Act 4, Part 2, All Friends. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Here art thou an appointment fresh and fair, anticipating time with starting courage. Give with thy trumpet a loud note to Troy, thou dreadful Ajax, that the appalled air may pierce the head of the great combatant and hail him hither. <sighs> thou trumpet, there's my purse. <sighs> now crack thy lungs and split thy brazen pipe. Blow, villain, <sighs> till thy sphered bias cheek outswell the colic of puffed Aquilon. Come, stretch thy chest, and let thy eyes spout blood. Thou blowst for Hector. Hmm. No trumpet answers. Tis but early days. Is not yon Diomed with Caucasus' daughter? Tis he. I ken the manner of his gait. He rises on the toe. That spirit of his in aspiration lifts him from the earth. Is this the Lady Cressid? Even she. Most dearly welcome to the Greeks, sweet lady. Our general doth salute you with a kiss. Yet is the kindness but particular. Twere better she were kissed in general. And very courtly counsel. I'll begin. So much for Nestor. <laughs> I'll take that winter from your lips, fair lady. Achilles bids you welcome. I had good argument for kissing once. But that's no argument for kissing now, for this popped Paris in his hardiment imparted thus you and your argument. Oh, deadly gall and theme of all our scorns, for which we lose our heads to gild his horns. The first was Menelaus's kiss, this mine. Patroclus kisses you. Mm. <laughs> oh, this is trim. Paris and I kiss evermore for him. Oh, I'll have my kiss, sir. Lady, by your leave. In kissing, do you render or receive? Both take and give. I'll make my match to live. The kiss you take is better than you give. Therefore, no kiss. Oh, I'll give you boot. I'll give you three for one. You're an old man. Give even or give none. Oh, an odd man, lady. Every man is odd. No, Paris is not. For you know it is true that you are odd and he is even with you. <laughs> you filled me over the head. No, I'll be sworn. It were no match, your nail against his horn. May I, sweet lady, beg a kiss of you? You may. I do desire it. <laughs> Why, beg them. Why then, for Venus' sake, give me a kiss. When Helen is a maid again, and his. Oh. I am your debtor. Claim it when tis due. Never's my day. And then, a kiss of you. <clears throat> Lady, a word. I'll bring you to your mother. Ah, a woman of quick sense. Fie, fie upon her. 
There's language in her eye, her cheek, her lip, nay, her foot speaks. Her wanton spirits look out at every joint and motive of her body. Oh, these encounterers, so glib of tongue, that give a costing welcome ere it comes, and wide unclasp the tables of their thoughts to every ticklish reader, set them down for sluttish spoils of opportunity and daughters of the game. The, the Trojan trumpet. Yonder comes the troop. Hey, all you state of Greece, what shall be done to him that victory commands? Or do you purpose a victor shall be known? Will you, the knights, shall to the edge of all extremity pursue each other, or shall be divided by any voice or order of the field? Hector, bad ask. Which way would Hector have it? He cares not. He'll obey conditions. Tis done like Hector, but securely done. A little proudly and great deal misprising the knight opposed. If not Achilles, sir, what is your name? <laughs> if not Achilles, nothing. Therefore Achilles, but whatever, know this. In the extremity of great and little, valor and pride excel themselves in Hector. The one almost as infinite as all, the other blank as nothing. Weigh him well, and that which looks like pride is courtesy. This Ajax is half made of Hector's blood. In love, whereof half Hector stays at home. Half heart, half hand, half Hector comes to seek this blended knight, half Trojan and half Greek. A maiden battle, then. Oh, I perceive you. Ah, here is Sir Diomed. Go, gentle knight, stand by our Ajax. As you and Lord Aeneas consent upon the order of their fight, so be it, either to the uttermost or else a breath. The combatants being kin have stints their strife before the strokes begin. They are opposed already. Hector, Ajax. What Trojan is that same that looks so heavy? The youngest son of Priam, a true knight, not yet mature, yet matchless, firm of word, speaking in deeds and deedless in his tongue. Not soon provoked, nor being provoked, soon calmed. His heart and hand both open and both free. For what he has he gives, what thinks he shows. Yet gives he not till judgment guide his bounty, nor dignifies an impure thought with breath. Manly as Hector, but more dangerous. For Hector in his place of wrath subscribes to tender objects, but he in heat of action is more vindicative than jealous love. They call him Troilus, and on him erect a second hope, as fairly built as Hector. Thus says Aeneas, one that knows his youth even to his inches, and with private soul did in great Ilion thus translate him to me. Dunk Hector! Now! Now! The arm! Watch the arm! They are in action. Oh, Ajax! Oh, His bows are well disposed! There, Ajax! You must know more. Princes, enough. Don't please you. 
I am not warm yet. Let us fight again! As Hector pleases. Why then will I know more? Thou art, great lord, my father's sister's son. A cousin German to great Priam Seed. The obligation of our blood forbids a gory emulation twixt us twain. We have thy commission Greek and Trojan, so that thou couldst say, This hand is Grecian all, and this is Trojan, the sinews of this leg all Greek, and this all Troy. My mother's blood runs on the dexter cheek, and this sinister bounds in my father's. By Jove multipotent, thou shouldest not bear from me a Greekish member, wherein my sword had not impression made of our rank feud. But the just gods gainsay that any drop thou borrowedst from thy mother, my sacred aunt, should by my mortal sword be drained. Let me embrace thee, Ajax. By him that thunders, thou hast lusty arms. Hector would have them fall upon him thus. Cousin, all honour to thee. I thank thee, Hector. Thou art too gentle and too free a man. I came to kill thee, cousin, and to bear hence a great addition earned in thy death. Not Neoptolemus so admirable, on whose bright crest fame with her loudest voice cries. This is he, could promise to himself a thought of added honour torn from Hector. There is expectance here from both the sides what further you will do. We'll answer it. The issue is embracement. Ajax, farewell. If I might in entreaties find success, as should I have the chance, I would desire my famous cousin to our Grecian tents. Tis Agamemnon's wish, and great Achilles doth long to see the unarmed and valiant Hector. Aeneas, call my brother Troilus to me, and signify this loving interview to the expectors of our Trojan part. Desire them home. Give me thy hand, my cousin. I will go eat with thee and see your knights. Great Agamemnon comes to meet us here. The worthiest of them tell me name by name. But for Achilles, mine own searching eyes shall find him by his large and portly size. Worthy of arms! As welcome as to one that would be rid of such an enemy. But that's no welcome. Understand more clear. What's past and what's to come is strewed with husks and formless ruin of oblivion. But in this extant moment, faith and troth, strained purely from all hollow bias drawing, bids thee, with most divine integrity, from heart of very heart, great Hector, welcome. I thank thee, most imperious Agamemnon. Let me confirm my princely brother's greeting. You brace of warlike brothers, welcome hither. Who must we answer? The noble Menelaus. Or you, my lord, by Mars his gauntlet thanks. Mock not that I affect the untraded oath. Your quondam wife swears still by Venus's glove. She's well, but bade me not commend her to you. Name her not, sir, she's a deadly fiend. Oh, pardon, I offend. I have, thou gallant Trojan, seen thee oft laboring for destiny make cruel ways through ranks of Greekish youth. 
and I have seen thee, as hot as Perseus, spur thy Phrygian steed, despising many forfeits and subduments. But thou hast hung thy advancing sword in the air, not letting it decline on the decline it, that I have said to some bystanders by, Lo, Jupiter is yonder, nearly life. <laughs> and I have seen thee pause and take thy breath, when that a ring of Greeks have hemmed thee in like an Olympian wrestling. This have I seen. But this, thy countenance still locked in steel, I never saw till now. I knew thy grandsire, and once fought with him. He was a soldier good, but by great Mars, the captain of us all, never saw like thee. Let an old man embrace thee, and, worthy warrior, welcome to our tents. Tis the old Nestor. Let me embrace thee, good old chronicle, that hast so long walked hand in hand with time. Most reverend Nestor, I'm glad to clasp thee. I would my arms could match thee in contention as they contend with thee in courtesy. I would they could. <laughs> oh, by this white beard, I'd fight with thee tomorrow. Well, welcome, welcome. Oh, I have seen the time. I wonder now how yonder city stands when we have here her base and pillar by us. I know your favor, Lord Ulysses, well. Ah, sir, there's many a Greek and Trojan dead since first I saw yourself and Diomede in Ilion on your Greekish embassy. Sir, I foretold you then what would ensue. My prophecy is but half his journey yet. For yonder walls that pertly front your town, yond towers whose wanton tops do bust the clouds, must kiss their own feet. I must not believe you. There they stand, and modestly, I think. The fall of every Phrygian stone will cost a drop of Grecian blood. The end crowns all. And that old common arbitrator, time, will one day end it. I shall forestall thee, Lord Ulysses, thou! Now, Hector, I have fed mine eyes on thee. I have with exact view perused thee, Hector, and quoted joint by joint. Is this Achilles? I am Achilles. Stand fair, I pray thee. Let me look on thee. Behold thy fill. Nay, I've done already. <laughs> <laughs> Thou art too brief. I will the second time, as I would by thee, view thee limb by limb. Oh, like a book of sport thou'lt read me o'er. But there's more in me than thou understandest. Why dost thou so press me with thine eye? <laughs> Tell me, you heavens, in which part of his body shall I destroy him, whether there or there or there, that I may give the local wound a name and make distinct the very breach whereout Hector's great spirit flew. Answer me, heavens! It would discredit the blessed gods, proud man, to answer such a question. 
stand again. Thinkest thou to catch my life so pleasantly as to pre-nominate a nice conjecture where thou wilt hit me dead? I tell thee, yea. Wert thou an oracle to tell me so, I'd not believe thee. Henceforth guard thee well, for I'll not kill thee there, nor there, nor there, but by the forge that stithied Mars his helm, I'll kill thee everywhere, yes, o'er and o'er. You wisest Grecians, pardon me this brag. His insolence draws folly from my lips, but I'll endeavour deeds to match these words, or may I never. Do not chafe thee, cousin. And you, Achilles, let these threats alone, till accident or purpose bring you to it. You may have every day enough of Hector if you have stomach. The general state, I fear, can scarce entreat you to be odd with him. I pray you let us see you in the field. We have had pelting wars since you refused the Grecian's cause. Dost thou entreat me, Hector? Tomorrow do I meet thee, fell as death. Tonight, all friends. Thy hand upon that match. First, all you peers of Greece, go to my tent. There in the full convive we. Afterwards, as Hector's leisure and your bounties shall concur together, separately entreat him. Beat loud the tabarines, let the trumpets blow, that this great soldier may his welcome know. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Come, my lord. <clears throat> my lord Ulysses, Tell me, I beseech you, in what place of the field doth Calchas keep? At Menelaus's tent, most princely Troilus. There Diomed doth feast with her tonight, who neither looks upon the heaven nor earth, but gives all gaze and bent of amorous view on the fair crescent. Shall, sweet lord, be bound to you so much, after we part from Agamemnon's tent, to bring me thither? You shall command me, sir. As gentle tell me, of what honor was this Cressida in Troy? Had she no lover there that wails her absence? Oh, sir, to such as boasting show their scars, a mock is due. Will you walk on, my lord? Prince Troilus. She was beloved, she loved, she is and doth, but still sweet love is food for fortune's tooth. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show. Troilus and Cressida, Act 4, Part 2. Featuring the voice talents of Julia Eve as the prologue and Aeneas, Chris Casey as Diomedes, David Fullerton as Ajax, Gail Womba as Agamemnon, Garen Fitzgerald as Achilles and Nestor, Andre Verneau as Menelaus, Kendra Murray as Ulysses, Stuart Moyer as Patroclus, Nikesh Marl as Hector, Colton Flick as Elenus, Lisa Michaud as the Myrmidon, Emmeline Tuck as Cressida, and Paul Brueggemann as Troilus. Written by William Shakespeare. Audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Sowell. Directed by James Rossi and Joel Rowan. Music by Josh Molan at thetunepeddler.com. 
Pendant Shakespeare theme by Landon Bell. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2020 Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.